Live from the Huntington Hilltop. Coming to you from the 12 by 12 uh <laughs> what I call it? It's been I don't two remember. weeks. The the 12 by 12 uh yeah, I don't know. Google's got this um well, the company that owns Google, so Alphabet has this uh security company that made this AI system for rating toxicity of comments and I want to read some of the great models, some of the great content, some of the great words that they're using to build this model. I'm going to litter it throughout the show. All right. Beef curtain. <laughs> Are you going to be pushed to talk the whole show? No, I just went live. Okay. Forgot. <laughs> I got felching, back ass right now, though. So. A felching fuck. A felching fuck. What? Yep. <laughs> Felching fuck, is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna buy a MacBook Air. The late 2018 ones? Or another next revision? Uh the ones that just came out. It still says new on their website, so. Yeah. Yeah, they're cool. We've set up a couple of them. It's not for me though. Who's it for? Well, the Lady V. Oh, okay. I thought you meant for work. Our Highness. Nice. Yeah, they're good machines. Yeah, I, I don't know. The new ones uh, may have the death keyboard. We'll find out. They do. Because they're... Uh... Ass mucus. <laughs> uh. the, yeah, those keyboards. Oh, man. The W or the E, I think it's the W on my keyboard. I have a little grain of sand or something on the desktop keyboard, and I can feel that. I don't remember which fucking key it was, but one of them doesn't always fire correctly. Well, uh, apparently Apple's doing a complete redesign of the MacBook Pros, and they're going to ditch that keyboard design. I, I hope, I hope they seal the keyboard, but I bet they're going to say "fuck you." The keyboard is now glass. I doubt that, but I the keyboards keep getting thinner, and I don't like them getting thinner. I think they said that the new keyboard is going to be glass. It's like a bent. It's like glass that bends, though. I saw a patent for that, but I don't think that's going to actually be a thing. So, I hope not. Hmm. Bendable glass would be kind of cool as an invention, not as an actual keyboard. Huh. Keyboards are the number one priority for a laptop. Yes. Yeah. That, well, that and battery life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the keyboard's got to be 100% reliable. Yeah. And before these new keyboards, nobody even thought about keyboard reliability. Like, oh, maybe a key pops off or somebody wears the letters off of a key or uh, they spilled shit on their keyboard. But nobody ever thought about some microscopic little fleck of something getting underneath your your keyboard and the keyboard stops working. Normally the keys could, I guess, rock out of the way and there's always clearance. You could just kind of shake it loose, but not with these new keyboards. They're too thin. Right. 
Well, and you can't, if you ever needed to get them repaired, you got to take apart the whole entire laptop. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's all one piece. It's yeah. like 200 bucks, isn't it? Probably more than that. Yeah, that's unacceptable. It's probably $200 just for the part. If you had to pay for that out of warranty for repair, it would be more. <clears throat> um, looking at this uh, Dissenter browser extension developed by Gab that lets you... Wait, what is Gab? I don't remember. Gab is the alternative to... It's a completely uh, free and open uh, alternative to Twitter. Gab.ai. Okay. It's run by a libertarian guy. So they are uh, the target of a lot of uh, vitriol and anger. I recall some negative press. Yes. How dare they? I don't remember the detail, though. Because they don't throw people off the platform for posting offensive stuff like Twitter does. That's because outrage is the new currency today. Yeah. If you want social capital, you have to be outraged about something. So anyway, this browser extension lets you uh, comment. It basically adds a comment section to every single news article you look at and has its own. uh, Basically, if you have a Gab account, that's that's the same account that you use to comment with through this. That's cool. So it uh, completely supersedes any of those other stupid things like... uh, What's the one? Dis- I know there's discus and there's one other one. Discus uh, or discus, whatever. It yeah, is. I don't know what it. What the other one would be? Something fire, fire chat or chat fire. They can get removed though, because Google, on Windows in particular, will not let you sideload, for lack of a better term, an uh, an app, uh, an extension, because of all the abuse of all the software on Windows. It's like a huge vector for malware. Hmm. So you have to get it signed through the Google web store. And I'm Channel certain Nate, link to dissenter.com. that this extension is going to get removed by the, uh, the Marxist at Google. They have this for every browser. Yeah, but the Google one, that's where all the Marxists are. And they're going to get rid of this. But couldn't you use it in Brave? Yeah, you could. Yeah. Yeah. Unless Brave has a signing requirement. Fuck Chrome. Yeah. Chrome originally was great because it had all of the user script support. You could install your own CSS and JavaScript extensions. Like I had one that I host on uh, bringyourwallet.com slash mirrors specifically for looking at porn on Reddit. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. And it was a view image button because Reddit didn't have the ability to view images. It was just that shitty, like practically static HTML page. It wasn't really, I mean, there was Ajax and stuff. You click on upvote and it changes colors and the number increments. But the point is this thing was a piece of JavaScript. It was a very simple piece that you, it would say view image at the top. Or if you are on the gone wild subreddit, you could sort male, female. 
and it would just so you don't have to get a random dick pic. You just click female and they all open up. But that's just built into the uh, Reddit enhancement script. Reddit enhancement suite now. Plus the new Reddit has a whole bunch of stuff like that built in. So its days are numbered. Plus it wasn't compatible with all the HTTPS switch. And then now there's a new subdomain. So I probably have to update the script again to fix that. But I don't even use that script because you can't sideload it into Chrome. I haven't tried it on Brave yet. I should. Um, what was that subreddit? I want a boat or something like that, or I need a boat. Yeah, there's the meme. I want a boat, or I should get a boat. That's what it is. I and then there's a, a subreddit called I should get a boat, and it's a bunch of women in bikinis on boats. Not just in bikinis. All right, there's a lot of nudes. There's a lot of good reasons to get a boat on that subreddit. Let's just say that. <laughs> I was thinking I should get a boat. Yeah, boats and those. <clears throat> Are you going to buy that Surface laptop? I'm really thinking about it, but the one with the i7 and 16 gigs of RAM and the 512 gig uh nvme drive is twice the price nvme said enough right there worth it it's two grand at that point i might as well get a macbook well you're not buying it because it's cheaper no that is a nice system it is a nice system yeah but it runs windows that and yeah that (laughs) i guess you could load something else on there but you'd probably have to disable tpm I would say the same thing about the Mac, but but it's already running Mac OS, so I wouldn't install anything else. Particularly if I wanted to save the battery. I'm really interested in ARM Macs. If that comes to be, you wouldn't be able to sideload Windows anymore. Yeah. Well, isn't that aren't they doing a keynote this month, like in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, but they wouldn't announce something that big unless it was at WWDC where the developers are because they need to tell the developers you've got a year to transition. And here's the Beast Mac Pro with uh, a 5 billion core ARM chip. I would think that they would announce it sooner than later though, wouldn't they? We'll see. They always do WWDC in June. I always thought WWDC is software related and then they do their hardware stuff. If it's related to software development, they release it then. And if they had new hardware, like a totally new chip platform, that is completely dependent on new software being there. So they'd have to show like, oh, look, they bring out their usual uh, team of support, which would be Adobe. They'd say, see, Adobe's already uh, ported Photoshop or they've already made it run through this um, Rosetta subsystem to translate the x86 binaries because they bought a company that did that so they can translate x86 to any platform or any platform to x86 in real time yeah those were it's the good old days it's gonna be I, I, I'm curious to see how the ARM stuff is gonna work it's going to be a lot more efficient. Hopefully. They're making their own chip. They've got their own software. I would hope. 
it'd be pure 64 bit. They wouldn't even have old legacy 32 bit instruction sets. Actually, no, they do. But they've been forcing all the x86 uh, Mac OS developers to push their applications to become 64 bit only because presumably the next, what would that be? 10.15? Holy shit. They need a new numbering system. 10.15 of Mac OS would have, that would just be 64 bit required. They're going to, I think, remove the whole 32-bit uh, libraries. So those libraries would be gone, and your software that depends on it wouldn't have it there. You'd have to uh, carry it all in as dependencies or just yeah. upgrade, update your software. I, um, have you ever had a problem in macOS where the finder will stop responding? Yeah, if you have a network volume disconnect on you, yeah, it will always That's lock exactly up. Exactly what happened. Yes, it's. Have you had a network volume disconnect on you on Windows? I don't know what it is, but every fucking file system utility, or not file system, file navigator built into every operating system. Same with GNOME, with Nautilus, or uh, I guess if you're using Dolphin on top of GNOME, it would be separate. But as soon as, like. Oh, the server got disconnected or this disk disconnected or any, if anything bad happens, your system is fucked unless there's some magic system where you're, you're using like, like what I do is I use transmit to manage all that stuff because if something goes wrong, I don't have to worry about it. It's transmit that goes down. My local system finder continues to work, but yeah, that is a chronic problem. One thing I hate about macOS is the the just retarded way that they have you manage any type of mounted file systems. Like if you <clears throat> you have to go into the finder preferences and check an option under each profile, you can't make it a system-wide option. So every account that you have on a Mac, if you want network drives to show up on the desktop or any drives for that matter, external drives too, you have to enable a fucking checkbox under the finder preferences. And then if you want drives to automatically map to the desktop at startup, you have to create a login item under that account. If you want it to mount automatically. Yeah. Yeah. But what if you leave the disc plugged in and then you power cycle the machine Then you have to manually do that if you don't have the login item, that's stupid. Uh, no, if you have a disk plugged in, it mounts. If it's a network disk, you have to have some item to say, do this at login. Or uh, when you restart, it should restore your windows where they last were. I don't know if that includes network mounts, which I doubt it does, but maybe it does. Uh, and then, yeah, they disabled like disk volume or disk mounting and... So by default, there's basically nothing on your desktop. That's what they, they changed Mac right. OS away from that, uh, their legacy way of doing stuff, which was far more intuitive because it used spatial memory, which every human on earth has, because when you set shit down, actually, except for you, Nate, <laughs> when you set shit down, you remember where you put it. <laughs> I haven't lost my wallet in like, seven years now so. <laughs> okay uh <laughs> yeah spatial memory is way better 
you know that this thing should be roughly over here on your screen and this thing should be over here on your screen or this thing goes over here on this screen on a separate screen. Old Mac OS used to work that way. And then they came out with this weird hybrid finder, which was mostly a web browser type navigator for going through your files. And they really emphasize this whole column view, which I love. I love the column view, especially since they fucked up the spatial finder. It just doesn't work as well as it used to. Uh, but by, by moving those things off the desktop, at least the boot disk, uh, when you plug in disks, they do those disks do mount on the desktop, which is kind of like an undocumented checkbox in there because it's like partially checked. It's not even an option, actually, if you look at that. Let me check. Select the desktop. J. Okay. Uh, no, it's command period. Okay, yeah, and then hard disks is unchecked. Oh, okay, and then external disks. So That's... internal disks don't show up by default. So it looks like there's nothing on your system until you put a disk in. But then, yeah, connected servers don't show up either because... Oh, I don't know. Because. It's so, stupid. Yeah. yeah. Unintuitive. It I would wish... be fine if you could enable it at the system level where every account... You could if you do scripted... It one, do it one time. If you scripted your whole user deployment now yeah. the mac isn't really built around that there are people who are complete masochists that have built ansible playbooks for that kind of stuff i'm pretty sure because technically all those config files are xml so you can parse them and you can change the flag that says do this by default but uh, maybe a user profile in the apple configurator would do that i'm not sure I understand that need because that's where people expect it to be if they've ever used a normal desktop computer or they grew up using them at least. Uh, but by default, if you have to tell somebody who doesn't have that checked, uh, I would tell them, Nate, I would tell them go to the sidebar of a finder window and it's right there. Did you know that? Yes, but... They don't look there first. I understand. Yeah. Right. And it also gets tricky too because generally what when this specific client when we map their network drives one of them is from a server a share and then the other is from a nas and they're specific folders with different permissions on each of those and some of them are too dumb to just go to the top level like if i just mounted the entire nas drive with all of the subfolders, some of them are too stupid to figure out which folder has what they need. So we'll actually, oh. <clears throat> so we'll actually have to mount. We'll have to mount it as a share, like as a, a, fo a file, a folder share, but it shows up as a drive. If that oh, makes sense. your problem is more complex than I thought. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. <clears throat> well, good luck. Yeah. Speaking of things that are a little complex. I was setting up the Helm email server, thehelm.com. Uh, the beauty of it is it's completely unremarkable. It's exactly what you'd expect. I have email, a calendar, and contacts, and it just works. I don't have to like touch it or fiddle with it. I wish there was something I could do. The one thing that I think I could do if I just wanted to fucking you know, flip a switch is I could open the app because there's a little app on your phone and I can hit backup. But I think that's it. Hmm. 
it has very few options. I can keep adding more domain names. Like I could, I can send emails from frothymix.info now. That's cool. Uh, all of those things I'd have to manually. So they do all the MX records and everything on the back end? Yeah, so I assigned one master domain and I just <coughs> said like this is where my email comes from and then frothymix.info says that its mail server is my domain, that other domain name. So I can add unlimited domain names, unlimited users, unlimited aliases to those users. So I can have any ridiculous name that you can think of that could be my name, like eat hair pie. That's one of the words for the AI toxicity training model. Or fuck hole. Fuck hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could be a fuck hole at frothymix.info <laughs> or right up what is it right up the the up fart the tube fart, up the fart pipe right up the fart pipe yep. Michelle fucks Barack up the fart pipe <laughs> while he's bending over and praying toward Mecca <laughs> Barack Hussein so that that's the Helm email server so the, the helm is good. How about the shaft and the balls? <laughs> <laughs> Did you read about USB 4? I saw a little thing about it, yeah. It's Thunderbolt 3. Is it? So what is it 40 gigabit? Yeah. No, it is Thunderbolt 3. Thunderbolt 3 is going to be USB 4. So how are they going to modify the USB-C? It's the same connector. The same. They're just going to call Thunderbolt 3 USB 4. But don't they have to add... No, no I guess because current there might USB be, 3... There, maybe there's a little bit more to it than that. But as far as I can tell, th that they're just going to say USB 4 is Thunderbolt 3. Thunderbolt 3 is USB 4. And then that way, uh, USB is no longer uh, USB it's now a PCI Express port on your computer that can become anything on any device. So if you have PCI, if you have USB 4 on a phone, you have a PCI Express channel directly into the phone. That also means everybody's chargers are now vulnerable to direct memory access attacks. Oh, jeez. So you think you've got a secret key squirreled away in some type of... Uh, Hardware crypto built into your CPU? Nope, it's just extracted from RAM. But if you had a TPM, then technically something like the TPM should be isolated from the CPU. And then that would store the private key and only respond to API requests. Like basically answer challenges. I don't think that you could access a TPM through Thunderbolt. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I've never heard of that. That can't be the case. Let's um, see. Uh, oh, yeah. I've been really busy with uh, setting up a whole bunch of Unify Nano HD access points. The mini ones. Oh, yeah. The, the, yeah. It was a personal project. They're cool. They're tiny. They're like little salad bowl, uh, little salad um, plates. Yeah, I have the Unify 
uh, light, the AC light. And they're all PoE. Um, and then they're, they're connected to a Ansible updated unified cloud controller that is managed. That's a Terraform managed EC2 instance. It's a fun project. So cool, they have these skins for them too. Yeah, you can make it camouflaged if you wanted to like put one out in the woods or something. I don't know if the Nano HD is weather sealed. Maybe you'd put that on a house. Out of the Yeah. So these are actually It's interesting. So they're faster than the AC Pros on the 5 gigahertz span, but they're slower on the 2.4. Yeah, there was a trade-off. Hmm. They're more than the AC Pros, though. At 30 bucks. So it does multi... What is MU MIMO? Multi-user MIMO. Okay. Which is good. I think that's the reason I picked it over the other one. Plus, there was three of them. So the chances of you needing 2.4 to go through a wall... Like, you're, at, you're like sitting in a distant shitter on your property. And it's at the edge of your Wi-Fi. And only 2.4 can reach you. In this case, that wasn't going to be the case. There was 5 gigahertz everywhere, even on the shitter. Hmm. I got another another uh, term for you. Sausage queen. <laughs> Sausage queen? Yeah. <laughs> Is that Alan's mom? <laughs> <laughs> Meat drapes. I've heard that one before. Lick my froth. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you looking these up? Uh, somebody's GitHub training model for the perspectivesapi.com. So here's On the, the training uh, model. Just look up random words and then it'll pop into a random conversation. And you can see the word schlong, schlong juice. Blue waffle. <laughs> Blue waffle is definitely the most disgusting one. Yeah. Um, in that podcast where uh, Joe Rogan had Jack Dorsey back on. The guy with the dark shark eyes? Yes. And he has a huge beard now. So he's, he's uh, Taliban? He's he was trying to hide his face while his stooge woman was uh, answering all the questions for him. His handler? And Yes. And well, he joined the Taliban. <laughs> it's the Taliban beard. But uh, Tim Pool, the guy with a beanie on, he has a beanie on every episode and every video he does because I think he's bald. Um, oh, that's some bad denial. Yeah, he he's like the uh, low brow, like low, no, not low brow. He's the low-key socialist version of ben shapiro but he asks a lot of valid questions and one of them was he was asking what happens if people on twitter if someone posts an n and then the next person underneath them posts an i 
and then the next person underneath them posts a G. And then under the next person underneath them posts another G. I don't think that, and, that would even show up on the radar. Well, he, they said that they look for patterns and organized behavior. How does an algorithm follow that? It's unlikely to, but that's a super edge case, and somebody else would in, interject in the middle of it. Unless it's not an active conversation, in which case, what does it matter? It's because they, their whole stance on everything is targeted abuse is their why they ban people but there's plenty of evidence stating that that's not the case they've banned people just for simply saying something offensive like just a generalization and so he he it was a really good podcast to uh, listen to he goes down the list and just basically contradicts them on every single talking point and uh pretty much at the end of the episode you get some to admit that they suck and they need to work on things and change things. I will give credit to uh, Jack Dorsey for uh, coming back on that that podcast to uh, take that beating because you know damn well Mark Zuckerberg wouldn't do that. He would have to have all the questions pre-selected. Yeah, or he'd start rocking in his chair. His little creepy little alien uh, lizard eyes are darting around. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, as a server admin that had to ban some uh, uh, some dirtbags from the Tugger hosting game servers several times, I understand how sometimes you just have to use your judgment. Uh, I'm not a Marxist, so the reasons I'm banning is because they're disrupting the game and owning noobs. Plus, I generally just churn out, I kick the shitty 10% because you can go learn in another fucking server, not mine. And uh, look at some of the reasons we kick these people. I write, I generally make a note of like, why? Um, Wilson pistol hack, Kirk 32 five walls, love mouse button, mouse button hacks. I know somewhere in here there's some gold. I'm eh, having trouble finding it right now. 35 hobo weapon and a speed hacks. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Chicken and a biscuit use walls. Uh, uh, this is I, I hate Negar, Negar's back man. <laughs> and game ban violated rule. Yeah, three. some people go in and they just try to say provocative things for attention. So if they're playing, I would just um, gag them so they can't talk or, um, or or type. And then I rename them to something super obscene. And then they they leave on their own, but they continue <laughs> to play. Nig 3P. Nig Nigrithio. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't kick people for good names, though. So, is that a picture of Thor at the top? Yeah, it is. You like that? Is, it, is that Ban uh, Hammer? Is that the World Serpent behind him? I I don't know. Tuggerhosting.com/slash/ban. Looks like it's the World Serpent. I'm pretty sure there was some guy here that 
Oh man. It's on the tip of my tongue. I had a series of really good comments on here. Disruptive, toxic. Are those servers still run? Yeah. I think Tugger recently renamed some of them, though. With no Tugger hosting branding, which is weird. I don't know why he did that. But, yeah. Um, they were in Canada for a little bit. Those servers... I guess cost too much, so we went back to Vulture, which definitely has the highest performance because I run my VPN through there for $2.50 a month. I paste a single line from my outline VPN. It's a single line into the command line. And then I use my VPN on all my devices all the time, 250 megs megabits uh, up and down because that's what my internet is. I don't know what it would be on yours. Yours might be faster since you have gigabit. But your, how much is your VPN? I think I bought you know, about six months of it and it was like 25 or 30 bucks. Oh, that's pretty cheap. But the bandwidth is pretty limited, right? Yeah, it's... Well, and another problem I have with it is they block the ports for... Um, RDP. What? So, your yeah. VPN? They block the ports for RDP, but that's only if you're in the uh if you're using VPNs in the uh United States. If you Why? use it anywhere outside, I don't know. I asked them about it and they were like it's a star policy. Uh it sounds like they want to intercept your keystrokes. Well, it's weird that I can use it if I connect to a Canadian server. I yeah, can that doesn't make sense. They want to send you out of the US so they can intercept it legally. Huh. I would just paste a one line into a random vulture server. You could pick any region you want anywhere in the world. And then you can tunnel everything. And there's no restrictions on anything. And there's more bandwidth. And it's only $2.50 a month. Yeah. I found a ban here. Mr. Poopy Butthole never dies and solos the server. <laughs> Mr. Poopy Butthole. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. He solos the server and his name is Mr. Poopy Butthole. So he's bad. You can't go 30. Oh man. Oh, here's a, another guy. Tyler Durden. 60 uh, kills. Tyler Russian. Durden. That's the guy from uh, Fight Club. Yeah. Which one was he? Was he the, the dweeb? He's the same guy. They're both the same person. Well, no shit, but that's a spoiler. If you haven't seen Fight Club yet, the movie's like 15 years old. Everyone knows that. Brad Brad Pitt is Tyler Durden. Everyone knows that unless they're 15. That's what happens when you get old. Fight, Fight Club came out in like the 90s. 99. It's, it's, 19, it's 20 years old. It's old. Yeah. Um... Okay, I can't keep looking at this list. <clears throat> the bands, very distracting. What was I gonna say? Oh That's yeah, it. I started a um, intermittent fasting diet. 
Have you encountered hunger pains? You know, it actually hasn't been that bad because the way I do it is half of my fasting window, I'm asleep. So, oh, yes, you sleep through it. So what I do is I do the 12 to 8, I eat. So that's the eat window. And then the fasting window is, well, I, I alternate it. I either go 1 to 9, depending on when I have lunch. So if I, lunch is my first meal of the day. I don't eat anything until either, I don't eat anything until between the 12 to 1 o'clock hour. And then I can eat from that point on until 8 or 9 p.m., whichever time I start eating. And then I don't eat anything again until 12 or 1 p.m. the next day. I don't, I don't think you could call it fasting if you're on a strict diet of cock meat sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Bringyourwallet.com slash contact for feedback and suggestions. Bringyourwallet.com slash donate to share the show and support the show. Hey, it's the, uh, it's the carnivore diet. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's keto. <laughs> <laughs>